0: Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey, everyone, this is Yvette Hampton, and welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so honored that you have joined us today because you are going to be so blessed by our guest that we have this week. His name is Ken Ham, and some of you may recognize that name. I know most of you have. Um, Ken, you are an absolute blessing to our family, and we are so grateful to have you on the podcast with us this week. So welcome to the Schoolhouse Rock podcast.
1: Hey, it's great to be here. and. Uh... I hope people get to learn how to speak properly with the right accent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We will do our best. (laughs) If people are hearing my voice, they may hear that I have a bit of a cold right now and that I'm getting over. So I I sound a little bit raspy, um, but I certainly don't sound Australian.
1: (laughs) Uh, You know, when when I come over to America, people tell me, it doesn't matter what you say. We just like to hear you saying it. So I can get away with anything.
0: Right. <laughs> well, I agree. I have heard you speak many times. Um, and uh, gosh, you have such an incredible ministry a few weeks ago. And Abinell is with me this week. For For those who are watching, um, you can yes. see it. If you're not I'm here. watching, I'm she's here. here. With you.
2: Yes. Um, and I have to say, Ken, the, the accent, it just makes you sound smart. I, you could right. say anything and it just, it's brilliant with the accent.
1: I well, agree. there you are. See, <laughs> and I didn't have an accent until I came over here. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Exactly. I love oh, that. Um, a few weeks ago, Abby and I got to go to the Ark Encounter together um, with, along with a bunch of other um, homeschool leaders in the in the nation, and it was such a blessing to get to be there. That was the first time that our family had actually been to the Ark Encounter, um, and the first time we had taken our girls to the Creation Museum. So we got to see both, and. Man, I, there are almost no words to describe the uh, the magnitude of the ark, but not just the magnitude of it, the glory of God. When you look around the Creation Museum and the ark, both, just to see. God's hand upon His creation has been absolutely amazing, and so we're so grateful for what you have done with with the ministry. So for those, Ken, who maybe are not familiar with you or with the Ark Encounter or with the Creation Museum, introduce us to yourself and to um, the Answers in Genesis ministry.
1: So the overall ministry is called Answers in Genesis, and it's an apologetics ministry, which doesn't mean we apologize for right. our faith. <laughs> Quite the opposite, you know, 1 Peter 3.15, always be prepared to give an answer. Uh, defense of what you believe and so we equip Christians and and use answers to challenge non-Christians as well but we equip Christians uh, with the defense of the faith and answering the skeptical questions of the age that cause people to doubt God's word and so we answer all sorts of questions about science in the Bible and particularly in relation to the book of Genesis because Genesis 1 to 11 is foundational to the rest of the Bible to all of our doctrines Foundational to the family, yeah, and what the family is all about, because the found family was founded in Genesis. Mm-hmm. That's where God uh, ordained the family, and you know the the basis of that marriage. Uh, so we're really on about you know a defence of the Christian faith in today's world, and equipping uh, people so they can equip their children and raise up their children with the right uh, foundation, and challenging non-Christians concerning the truth of God's word in the gospel. And then out of that came the two attractions. You know, the Answers in Genesis Ministry, we have a lot of curricula. We have books, resources of all sorts. We have our own streaming platform, answers.tv. We run uh, conferences and workshops, and we have science labs because we have labs here at the uh, Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. Uh, So we do all sorts of programs for for families. And then you have the two attractions, the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter, that are the two leading Christian-themed attractions in the world. Yeah. And the Creation Museum is like a walk through the whole Bible. It um, has lots of other exhibits as well. We have a planetarium with a laser projection system tagging into outer space, and we have a 4D theater uh, as well. And then we have the beautiful gardens, and we have an insectarium and a, a dinosaur exhibit. Uh, we have uh, an Israel exhibit and a fearfully, wonderfully made, the most powerful pro-life exhibit in the mm. world, I would say, we're tripling yeah. that in size for next year. And then the ark encounter there we have of course the central part of that is the life-size noah's ark which is one and a half times the length of a football field half the width of a football field and stands uh 10 stories high at the bow 3.3 million board feet of timber and 120 exhibits inside going through all three decks answering all sorts of questions we see many people saved as a result of the creation museum and the ark encounter Now, at the Ark Encounter, we also have a zoo behind the Ark, and we have kangaroos, and we have all sorts of other animals, and we teach from a perspective of biblical kinds and design. And then we have a virtual reality ride as well, where you sit in those seats and put on those glasses. You immediately feel like you're inside a spacecraft. You meet a robot, and he zips you (laughs) back to the time of Noah, and you go around the Ark, and you go into the waters of the flood, and you survive. Uh, you come back, <laughs> but uh, we have a conference center there too, uh, where you were recently, and we can see 2,500 people in there. And we have a lower level has all sorts of workshop rooms and a and a science lab. And in fact, um, next year in 2022, this is 2021, isn't it? I, I know, know. The, what happened. The last two we're, years we're, seemed I to know. be a nightmare oh. or, something, or a dream, or I'm not sure what it is. But uh-huh. uh, we're do, we're running a homeschool experience. Yeah. Where people can come in and bring their families, and we have a, you know, a special registration there, of course. But um, it's so that they can uh, have training in, you know, botany. We have our own horticultural centre there, and uh, then to do special programs in geology and biology and astronomy we have our own observatory at uh, the creation museum and telescopes and of course the, we can do teaching at the planetarium wow and you know there's not there's no other places in the world where you no. can get this sort of training <laughs> and no. where, where you can uh, be uh, go through these two type attractions and the quality is every bit the quality of disney universal oh, I, I i'd say it's above disney actually in absolutely so as one secular reporter said to me at the ark he said this is higher quality than Hollywood. He said, for a start, the wood's real. <laughs> so, and that's true. The wood's real. The oh uh, art is made of. Wow. And, and we're in northern Kentucky, and usually people ask, why did you build there? We're within a one-day drive of two-thirds of America's population. Wow. So it makes it easy for people to drive to, to come to. So That's yep. why people come from all over. We get thousands of people every day at the ark and the creation museum
0: yeah it's absolutely incredible you know one of the things that you said that i really appreciate is that it people a lot of people get saved by going there and just experiencing it um you know i i this is one thing actually that you talked about when we heard you speak a few weeks ago you talked about the church as an experience because oftentimes um churches today Are nothing more than an experience they're not really churches they're an experience and church is not the place for um, an emotional experience like that just for the sake of experience not that we can't get emotional when we experience the holy spirit but at the creation museum and the ark encounter the thing that i love about it is it really is you it's almost like you're walking through the pages of scripture and you get to see the hand of god Mm -hmm. and i can absolutely see how people would go there maybe with complete unbelief and walk away from there and go there's no way that this could have just happened by chance and it's it's an incredible experience it's i would say it's it's,
2: awe inspiring and when when you see it i i was just in awe of and honestly i thought of, of how a guy ken ham and his team could do this and then you really step back and you go how God actually did yes. this, like mm-hmm. how this actually happened in real life. and it just I would say the word that just struck me was awe yeah. and if people, if people can be in awe of the Creator that created it, there's no doubt in my mind they would be saved. I mean, it's it's incredible,
1: and you know the interesting thing is we do all the uh, exhibits, most of the exhibits ourselves because we have our own design center. Mm-hmm. Where we have quite a number of people working, fabricators and sculptors and you know, seamstress and all sorts of different people, artists, graphic designers. And so the the uh, exhibits are built internally. Uh, that yeah. would cost us millions and millions and millions sure. more to build them outside. But that's what amazes the secular world and the secular media that come here. They've often interviewed me and said, we, we don't understand. How did you get all this talent to do all this? I yeah. mean, this is the quality you expect of the best in the world and these exhibits and the whole place. How... How did you find the people? And my standard answer, and it's really true, but my standard answer to them was this. Well, just as uh, Noah didn't have to go out and find the animals, God brought them to him. God mm-hmm. brought yep. these people to us. And, That's right. and that awesome. is what has happened. God brings these special people to us who want to use their talents for the Lord. And actually we have people uh, coming from all over America and other parts of the world to work at Answers in Genesis, the creation museum and the Ark Encounter in various uh, places And we have, you know, lots of positions open as well. Hey, lots of positions here for maybe yeah. those who are graduating from college or homeschoolers <laughs> or whatever. Uh, we're always looking for high quality yep. Christian people to come working.
0: Yeah, that's, that's amazing. amazing. Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step and i've witnessed it over and over again both watching andrew teach and hearing from parents this is the best writing program we've made it so easy and made it really affordable so any mom can teach writing to their children using our course and we guarantee it to try three weeks of free lessons visit iew.com we are back with Ken Ham and Avinella. Um, Ken, one of the things that really struck me while we were at the—I um, think this was in this was in the Creation Museum. I'm, I'm making sure I separate the two. Um, was you had a display there, and it actually was a display that was in honor of your father. Mm-hmm. And I really loved that because it really showed. Um, the impact that your father had had and that your mother had had on your life. And I would love for you to talk about that because, you know, when we think about homeschooling, there, there are so many aspects we can talk about. But one of the things that I think is the most important is that as parents, we're living leaving a legacy to our children and to our children's children and to our great-grandchildren. I would love for you to talk a little bit about your parents, the kind of legacy that they left for you, and then why Why does that even matter? I mean, aren't people going to just believe what they're going to believe anyway? And it's up to each person to decide whether or not they're going to follow Christ. And so, you know, I just see a lot of parents like, well, you know, my kids are going to believe, you know, if they choose to believe, great. Um, talk about your parents and your upbringing and then how you have left that legacy for your own.
1: You know, that exhibit you're talking about is at the Creation Museum and it's just outside of our auditorium. We have it the creation museum called legacy hall and we call it the ham family legacy exhibit and has a picture of my mother and my father uh, has a glass case that has my father's bible in it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, open at the book of genesis actually showing all the notes that he wrote in there and also uh, as well as that it has a little noah's ark that he built me many many years ago not knowing that one day we would build a life-size ark but he did that uh, because of, of You know, wanting to remind us of the importance of believing God's word Mm -hmm. uh, beginning in Genesis. And really, as I say to people, uh, the Ark Encounter, the Creation Museum, the Ministry of Answers in Genesis, it impacts conservatively speaking the research we've done, we'd say this is very conservative, impacts directly 30 million people a year and indirectly tens of millions more, is really a legacy of parents who taught their children to stand boldly on the word of God, unashamedly, and mm. to never compromise the word of God and be equipped to defend the Christian faith. I was brought up in Australia, which is a fairly pagan country, actually, a very uh, small percentage of people would be Christians, not that many churches, and my father was a school teacher. And so he was transferred every every three years because he was promoted every three years. And we were transferred all over the state of Queensland, even way out in the far west, out you know, in the in the mining areas in the desert, where it was 120 degrees in the shade. Oh, you know? wow. So uh, it was. Uh, We've been all over the state of Queensland. But when my father and mother arrived in a new area, uh, one of the things they would find is there were no Sunday schools, or that there was only one church, or you know, the, in other words, not a great Christian witness necessarily in some of these country areas, so they would start Sunday schools and they would bring missionaries in from the open air campaigners, a mission organisation in Australia, because they had a heart for reaching people with the gospel. They took it seriously, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. Mm-hmm. And also the scripture in Jude, you know, contend for the faith right. and, uh, you know, to make disciples. And they also took very seriously what the Bible said about the fact that children... Are an heritage of the Lord. They're a gift of the Lord uh, to parents to look after for the Lord, and mm-hmm. that we are to raise them up, to train them up, uh, and you know, not just throw them out to the world. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, I wrote a book uh, just recently, just to digress just a little bit, but if it pertains to the answer to the question, I wrote a book called uh, "Will They Stand: Parenting Kids to Face mm-hmm. the Giants," huh. and in in that book. One of the things I, I say is for some parents, they think, oh, our children need to be out in the world to be uh, salt, to be witnessing out in the world. Well, the point is you can't be salt till you have it.
2: Right. Amen. And
1: Scripture says that. You know, yep. Mark 9, for instance, and Matthew talks about being the salt of the earth, but if the salt's contaminated, it's good for nothing. Right. And my parents recognized the importance of pouring that salt of biblical truth and of teaching us uh, ready for the sceptical questions of the day, and for the attacks of the day, so that we would be able to be witnesses to the world. And they recognized, too, that you know every human being, uh, everyone conceived in a mother's womb is a being that's going to live forever and ever and ever in heaven or hell. Mm -hmm. And that scripture said, you know, bring your children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and fathers, uh, raise up your children. And so my Mm -hmm. mother and father took the scriptures seriously, that they were to raise up their children, and they they didn't much in the way of material wealth, but whatever they had, they used to to train up their children and to bring the gospel to others that they might know the Lord. And you know, I, I that as as we were transferred around, like some of the churches we went to, only one church in a town, but invariably you find the pastor was impacted by liberal theology because mm-hmm. of the liberal theologians that had infiltrated many of our seminaries, as they have done up until today. And uh, one of the things my father did was study liberal theology to find out what they were saying and then he would teach us the answers to that so that we wouldn't be led astray.
0: Wow! Because
1: you know, in in the Bible, in 2 Corinthians 11.3, the Apostle Paul has a warning for us, the devil's going to use the same method on us as he did on Eve. And that method was to get Adam and Eve to doubt and not believe the word of God, so that right. doubt would lead to unbelief. And so, my parents wanted to make sure that we had answers to help us not doubt the word of God. You know, it's mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, they they had six children, and uh, all six children Christians. Uh, we have five children and eighteen grandchildren. Right. All our five children love the Lord, are involved in the ministry, and also now raising up their uh, children, our 18 grandchildren, to stand on God's word. And I look at it, you know, my mother and father passed on a spiritual legacy to us, and we passed on that spiritual legacy to our children, and they passed on that spiritual legacy to their children, and that's that's how it should be. You know, that's what we should be doing, raising up generations who uh, stand on God's word to Mm -hmm. impact them. In fact, if you if you think about Malachi 2, you know in Malachi 2 where the prophet uh, was talking about the Israelites who had uh, divorced their wives, married pagans, and he was asking the question, why did God make two one? A reference back to Genesis, or back to marriage actually, and the fact that you become one because you're one flesh, so two become one. Mm-hmm. And his answer was to produce godly offspring. Hmm. Uh, important word, not just offspring, but godly, godly offspring. Right. And so right. we had to raise up godly offspring who will impact the world for the Lord Jesus Christ, who will marry godly offspring, who will raise up yes. godly offspring, who will impact the world for the Lord Jesus Christ, who will marry godly offspring, mm-hmm. right. who will produce godly. That's how it should be, generation yes. after generation. Yep. And, you know, if you lose it in one generation, it's very hard to get it back yep. and yeah. because of our sin nature. So my, my parents took all that extremely seriously, and they devoted themselves to their family and to the Lord's work in bringing the gospel to others. And out of that has come this ministry. Yeah. Uh, you know, I my, my father would never knowingly compromise God's word. I remember once when they were handing out in church a devotional booklet and it had different devotions in it. One of them was on the flood, but it was saying how Noah's flood was local. My father was so upset with that. Wow. And so he... Uh, went to the pastor straight away. We shouldn't be handing that out because that's undermining the word of God. That's and right. we shouldn't shouldn't be doing that. We need to make sure we're teaching God's word faithfully. And right. you know, I remember that's once awesome. a, a pastor from the front was saying, well, a little boy took at his loaves and fishes, and so everyone else did the same. It was setting an example. And my father would go <laughs> up and say, Well, God's word says, you know, I mean, this was a miracle. This <laughs> right. wasn't what you said right. it was. You know, thus says the Lord. And so that's the sort of impact um, that I've had uh, from my parents, and you know, my my father would teach me things like, you know, even if um, when you're reading a study Bible, remember the notes are not inspired like the text, and the text is the commentary on the notes. Just remember that notes are not right. not infallible. The text is God's word. That's, that's very right. different. That's the infallible word of God, and so. <laughs> my parents legacy uh, that they left for us uh, not a material legacy they right. they used all their material things for their family and and to reach others and they never had much in the way of that but they left a far greater legacy the most in it's 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 so valuable it's infinitely right. valuable mm-hmm. Absolutely. exactly a legacy they passed on and that's what we all should be doing as parents
0: yeah mm-hmm. amen that's- well you know, as we look at homeschooling, um, that is one of the greatest ways to leave that legacy for our children. Um, is because we get to be with them day in and day out, and we get to instill that biblical worldview into their hearts and into their lives. And and when they, you know, sit and when they stand and when you know they're lying around throughout the day, um, we have such an opportunity to be able to do that when our kids are with us. And you know we've talked about this so many times on the podcast, but when our kids are away from us for over sixteen thousand hours of their childhood, we miss so much of an opportunity to be able to instill um, mm-hmm. God's truth into their hearts. And so I, I really yeah, do yeah, I appreciate- feel like at that point all we're
2: doing is tearing down the lies that they've learned, right? And rather than being able to build up the truth. Yeah.
1: Well, I think the other thing is people need to recognize that, for instance, you know, secular education is not neutral. Right, right, and there's no neutral position anywhere, uh, and everyone has a worldview. Right. and those that are teaching your children are imparting their worldview to them. Yep, yep. and their worldview either starts with man's word or God's word. Right, Amen. and when you send them to a system that imparts uh, a foundation of man's word and a secular worldview to them hours every day, right. how can you counteract that uh, at home? How can right. you counteract that? By sending them to the church for an hour a week or something, mm-hmm. I mean you can't do that. And mm-hmm. if we're honest, stand back and have a look, we are losing the younger generations from the church. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, statistics show that church attendance has gone from well. If you go way back in history in America, probably seventy percent of people went to church, and then as you uh, look at all the research that's been done by various researchers, you see the generational loss until you get to uh, the uh, ba- uh, to uh, Generation Z. Yep. Generation Z today, you're looking at probably 11% going to church, and may, it's it's dropping even more quickly right. uh, as time goes on. And so we've seen that incredible generational loss. And mm-hmm. so, therefore, the world has captured them. And, yep. you know, I remind people, you think the Israelites uh, were commanded to send their kids to the Philistines to be trained? <laughs>
2: That's so good. Yeah. That is so good. Of course not. Amazing. <laughs> Wow.
0: Well, w- I want to hang there um, for a mm-hmm. minute. We're going to kind of uh, actually leave that as a cliffhanger because I want you to talk a little bit about, you wrote a book several years ago called Already Gone. And I want to talk just a little bit about that topic of why children are walking away from the church. Um, and what we as parents can do about that. But we are out of time for today. So we'll be back on Wednesday. We'll continue this conversation. Ken, thank you so much for being with us this week. I will put links to all things Answers in Genesis in the show notes. And by the way, if you guys are watching the video, I want you to see this really super cool sweatshirt that I got. I was gonna wear it, but it it was too hot for me to wear it on the podcast. But I saw this and our listeners will know I constantly... Constantly, I'm saying we were created on purpose and for a purpose. And so when we went to the Creation Museum, uh, I found the sweatshirt. It's a really pretty blue hoodie, and it says created on purpose for a purpose. And it was so funny before I I even reached it, my family saw it. And and Garrett said, oh, you know, mom's going to get that hoodie. (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough, I did. Um, It will be well used and well worn. Um, throughout the, you know, the winter months. So um, Ken, thank you for your ministry. We will be back on Wednesday. Um, See you guys then. Have a good afternoon. Bye.